It is time for player number two of our season in review of uh, 2022. And uh, more rhyming things, probably, on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jerry Foster, here to bring you all of the news, the stories, the trials, tribulations, joys, the agonies of your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before you start, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and... Uh, I appreciate you for stopping on by, whether you are watching or listening, then uh, make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast app of choice or over on YouTube, get the episodes right on your feed. So like I said at the top of the show, uh, we're on to our second player review of the season. Um, this one's going to be kind of a, a different one to the first one. So on Wednesday, we talked about Sean Corrali. And kind of the impact he had on the Blue Jackets and how happy we were um, today because I decided that I was going to talk about everyone who wore a Blue Jackets jersey this season, no matter if it was for one game or if it was for all 82. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kevin Stenland, who played three games as a Blue Jacket this season, I believe. Um, zero goals, zero assists, zero points, uh, two penalty minutes, three shots on goal. And that is... Uh, that was his stat line for the season. So uh, we'll get into a little bit more detail uh, in in a little bit. But uh, I just want to you know give give a little bit of preamble. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And we're also going to take a look at um, his work in the AHL because I feel like it's it's not like he was injured all season. You know, he has been playing. He has been developing as a Blue Jackets prospect, just not on the team, which is kind of a shame because, um, and I guess this is a really good place to start. Last season, he basically became a full-time NHL player in, uh, in my eyes. Anyway, he played, he only played 32 games, but he, most of those 32 games, I think, were towards the tail end of the season. It looked like he'd really taken a step forward in his development. He was looking like he was going to be a really good bottom six guy full of Blue Jackets. He plays center. Blue Jackets needed center. Um, and then I don't, uh, I'm not sure what happened in terms of how he, how he managed to fall so far in the depth chart because, you know, I watched him in training camp, um, I watched him in preseason. And I don't know that he was necessarily playing badly. But it looks like, you know, obviously um, the likes of Cole Sillinger coming to camp and having a really good camp, Igor Chinikov coming to camp, having a really great uh, Traverse City tournament, like that made it a little bit harder for Brad Larson to find room for Kevin Sandland. Obviously, Gus, again, Gus Nyquist coming back from injury, I think that pushed. Because that's the thing, I always forget that he missed the entirety of last season. And so it was basically like having a brand new player that they had to fit in the depth chart. Um you know, because they just they, they, he wasn't around last year, and so 
that obviously automatically pushed everyone down a spot. And I guess I think Kevin Stannard was one of those guys that was kind of right on the right on the cusp. It was kind of him and Liam Foodie kind of stuck around, stuck around the longest in terms of um, preseason and maybe making the opening night roster. Um, eventually, they both got sent back down. They got, both got sent down to Cleveland, which uh, will we'll talk about Liam Foodie later on in this kind of quote-unquote series because again uh he i think he only played one game as a blue jacket this season but i think he's somebody else that it's important to talk to you about in terms of his his ahl season and kind of how he's doing developmentally but kevin stenland seems to have taken a huge step back in his development and i don't know whether that's that he was kind of taking advantage of a very injured and very bad Blue Jackets team last season. I don't know if he has the kind of game that was way more well-suited to, you know, a John Tortorella than a Brad Larson, because I think Brad Larson learned a lot from John Tortorella, but I also think he um, has a very different coaching style, uh, a much better coaching style, I would I would say. Um, and I don't know whether Kevin Sandland really kind of gelled, gelled with that. Um, so he played three games this season. Uh, like I said, at the top, uh, he played, they were all in November. He played November 6th, November 12th, and November 13th. Uh, he played almost eight minutes in the first game, almost 11 minutes in the second game. In the third game, he only played three minutes and 48 seconds. So like the writing really kind of felt on the wall there. I wasn't surprised when he was unceremoniously sent back down. Um, I talked about this on Monsters Musings, actually. I was very surprised that he was one of the guys that was called up um, because that, I believe, was around the time that um, Kukan went out with a knee injury and I believe Anaboquis went out with an injury as well. And also that was about the time that Patrick Laine got hurt as well. And so there was a lot of guys called up, playing a couple of games, guys getting sent back down. Kevin Sellen was one of those guys. And uh, he didn't really make make the most of the uh, opportunity that he was given. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit in just a minute. And, you know, the AHL, why I was surprised that he got called up and kind of how he did this season in the AHL. First, I want to tell you about Built Bar because you know what? I love brownies, but you know what's better than brownies? Brownie batter. Because, you know, if I'm making brownies, the problem is I always feel like I'm eating half of the batter just while I'm making them. And you are in luck if you are like me because Built Bar has a brand new creation and this one is better than ever. They've got the brownie batter puff. This takes protein bars to a whole new level and they're available right now on Built.com. If you haven't tried a Built Puff yet, then I'm really not sure what you're waiting for. They are chocolate-covered, protein-infused marshmallows. They are delicious. They are nutritious. Dipped in 100% real chocolate, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. I love the Built Puffs. The brownie batter puffs are just head and shoulders above any of the other bars, in my opinion. So, uh, honestly, if you want to take my advice... Go to built.com right now and get yourself some brownie batter puffs because they will just improve your, no matter what kind of day you're having, a built puff will improve it, especially if it's brownie batter. So here's the best bit. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's talk about Kevin Stenland in the AHL. When he was called up, 
I was very surprised. And we talked about this on uh, Monsters Musings, the AHL podcast that I do over at Field Pass Hockey, about, well, why did why did Kevin Stenland get called up? Why would they not call up, you know, um, Brendan Gaunt, who I believe was leading the team in scoring? At the time, obviously, he would get the call later on. But at the time, I was looking at them, and I was like, Kevin Stenland has not been very good in the AHL this season. And I think it kind of... A, went down to, well, they'd rather have their younger guys who they think are going to be better in the AHL developers. So, like, your Trey Wolanskis, for example. Um, you know, he was another guy that I thought could have called up, and they were like, well, taking Kevin Stenland out of the AHL lineup probably won't impact them too much, and honestly, he's going to play, like, I mean, obviously he ended up playing about 20 minutes over three games in his call-up. So, you know, I think it would have been... He wasn't going to change the game either way, and so I think that's kind of who who they picked and why. Um, but in total, Kevin Stenland, uh, who in fairness was injured at the tail end of the season, so didn't even didn't play a full season, uh, and he did pick it up. He had forty two games, uh, twenty five points, eight goals, seventeen assists, so not terrible, um, but certainly not what you'd expect for someone that I was, you know, I had kind of picked them as being someone who's probably going to dominate in the AHL this season. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it was a really weird situation and he didn't look dominant, even when he's playing. Some guys I feel like are not scoring, but you can tell that it's line mates or you know, something's not quite right. And he just, I don't know. And the AHL doesn't give you any kind of underlying stats because the AHL doesn't even give you, like, ice time, you know? So it's hard to tell how much Kevin Stanley was actually playing. But um, it just wasn't... It wasn't the season I was expecting for Kevin Stanley. Um And it doesn't worry me necessarily in terms of what's coming next. Um, we're going to talk in a minute about what I think Kevin Taylor needs to do next season um, to kind of get back on track, because I do think he took a step back this season. I don't think that was, you know, entirely his fault. I think uh, partial injuries, partially just getting past on the depth chart. I mean, the thing about Kevin Stenland is he was a, a second round pick in 2015, and you want a guy like that to be established now it's um yeah like that's that's kind of that's kind of all it is you want a guy like that to be in the it, it, a second round pick you would want in the bottom six by now you wouldn't want a guy that's kind of floating around and i do wonder you know is this just as good as kevin stenland is going to be is he going to be kind of a bubble guy um, he's 25 years old, so he's still got a couple more years to kind of make an impact and figure out what's, you know, what's going on, where, where he's going to be, etc. Um, he is an RFA at the end of this season, so the Blue Jackets own his rights, but I don't know if they give him a qualifying offer, honestly. Um just for a, a variety of reasons, which uh, we are going to talk about in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online because I don't know about you, but uh, I feel like 
I should have put some money on uh, taking the over for the Oilers-Flames playoff game that happened last night where everyone scored a goal and the goalies just didn't exist. And I could have done that over at online because they are the official sports bets. They are the official... They are the official sports betting website for the Locked On Podcast Network, and they continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. And all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, uh, fights, we've got boxing, UFC, even next season's NFL futures, and, of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. So at the, at the end of the last segment, I talked about Kevin Sandland, RFA. Do the Blue Jackets bring him back? Um, and... When I was looking at kind of the RFAs and talking about this with uh, Dean Weinhammer, my co-host over at Monsters Musings, the AHL podcast that I do, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, they'll they'll probably re-sign him. And thinking about it, I'm wondering if they do or not, because here's the thing. I don't think Kevin Stenland offers this team anything that they cannot get from a player like Eric Robinson or a player like Cole Sillinger, uh, one of whom is a big guy that has no has no qualms about throwing his weight around, and the other is probably going to be a middle six centre for this team, maybe even a number one centre. And I don't know that Kevin Stenland can offer the team the, the skill of Eric Robinson or the ceiling of Cole Sillinger, and I wonder if they just decide, you know, we we won't qualify you. We'll let you become a UFA, and you can you could walk. Um, which I assume is is if he if that happens, he will go there. He will then go on and have a very long and successful career of scoring against the monsters in the AHL for the next ten years. But um, I just I I would love to. I love Kevin Stenland, and I think he has some real potential. But I don't know if he has a future with this team, and I don't know if. There's a version of the Blue Jackets, especially when you look at, you know, they've got guys like Kirill Marchenko coming over. Um, we don't know who they're going to take in the draft. They pick sixth overall and twelfth overall. One of those guys could be NHL ready. You know, we could we could have another Cole Sillinger on our hands. Um, and so it's 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 getting tougher and tougher to look at a guy like Kevin Stedland and say, yeah, we'll give him we'll give him more time. I mean, even looking at the other guys, um, Liam Foodie's an RFA. I think that obviously they're going to resign him. They're going to resign Trey Fix Wolanski. Uh, Josh Dunn is kind of in that same boat of Kevin Stenland, I think, but he's two years younger and probably uh, will not get, will not garner as much of the cap as uh, as Kevin Stenland. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll kind of keep an eye on it. Obviously, as uh, Free agency gets closer and closer. I don't know that we see any kind of real movement before the draft, but um, yeah, I genuinely don't know if we see Kevin Stellard in a Blue Jackets jersey next season, whether that's because he signs an AHL-only contract and just kind of accepts that he's probably not going to be an NHL player, uh, which I don't necessarily think is true. I mean, we've seen... I mean, look at... That's the other thing. is Look at Justin Danforth. 29 years old, making his NHL debut and 
stuck around all season. You know, like there's there's it happens all the time. Look at the oldest man alive, Michael Bunting, making his finally getting to play his rookie season and you know winning the uh, he's not winning the Calder. That was a, a slip of the tongue. Uh, Morris Satter is winning the Calder, but being nominated for the Calder. You know, we've we've seen it before of guys who have kind of hung on and hung on and hung on and then suddenly at 27 they explode and they're like yeah no i'm gonna be in the nhl permanently now you know so it could happen with stenland i don't know that it will i will be surprised if it will um but i also would would love to see it happen and i wouldn't be mad about it because like i, I really like kevin stenland i like his game i think he has a lot of things to offer I just think that all of the things that add up to make Kevin Stenland are things we can get from other players that are like a little bit either more established, um, like Eric Robinson, who really kind of, you know, like I talked about in yesterday's episode, really kind of cemented his place on the team with uh, with that fourth line of, of him and Corrali and Alexander Texier, you know, and I, you know, I... Who do you who do you kick off this roster to put Kevin Stenland on? Especially with you know, if Texier comes back, which I assume he will, um, you know, looking at the, the rest of the roster, we're adding Marchenko, uh Ked Johnson will be around. They're just I do not I d I don't see him I don't see him having a future on the Blue Jackets. Um he could very well go on to have a future on another NHL team, which again I think probably will happen if the Blue Jackets let him go. Because that's that's what happens to players that the Blue Jackets let go is that they go on to have excellent careers elsewhere. But that's um, that's beside the point. Um, just to kind of finish up in terms of Kevin Stenland, I realized I didn't give him like a letter grade or anything like that. Um, I did the Twitter poll and it was basically universal um, and pretty harsh. And I think everyone except like two voters gave him a D on the season, which. I think is is harsh, but not necessarily unjustified. Um, I didn't. I, I'm going to be sneaky here. I didn't give this as an option because I ran out of of options. Uh, but honestly, I I'm going to give him an incomplete on the season on account of the fact that he played three NHL games and then thirty something AHL games. Uh, forty two AHL games. So he didn't even play a full season down in Cleveland because he got injured and missed the last like month and a half of the season because the injury curse for Cleveland was just atrocious this season. So I'm gonna give him an incomplete because I don't think it's fair to say, hey, look how terrible this guy's season was when he didn't get to play a full season. So uh I, like I said, I don't necessarily disagree with all the people giving him a D, especially when you look at just the body of work that he has for Columbus. Because, you know, no matter how you look at it, he should have been able to make an impact in those three games and get more than four minutes of ice time in a game against New York, which uh, I don't know. I feel like the team probably lost that one because I don't know that they beat New York all season, but that's that's beside the point. Um, I would like to see Kevin Stanley again. I don't know if we will. Um, And that's kind of it for uh, my... My season review of Kevin Stenland. I feel like I feel like I tried to to be diplomatic, but also uh, but also realistic. So I don't know if that I don't know if that quite came off, but hopefully hopefully it did. Um, tomorrow we will be doing another season in review. I haven't looked at my list of players, but I feel like the next guy on the list is Ken Johnson. 
so that'll be that will be coming up next uh, tomorrow. In fact, that will be coming up tomorrow on Locked On Blue Jackets. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at l o underscore Blue Jackets. Well, no, that's that's the show Twitter. You can find us there. You can find me at underscore Jacob Foster. J a k o b f o r s t e r. If you like to follow the podcast on YouTube, then please do so. Uh, I am waiting to hit 100 subscribers. When I do, I'll be giving away a Rick Nash puck from his uh, Jersey retirement night. So that's pretty cool, I think, anyway. And uh, thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Lockdown Blue Jacket is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. You are never going to have to get behind a paywall for Locked On content. And until tomorrow... Make sure you stay locked on.